Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the NFL, fans of football. It's your boy, Jeremy Mountain, here hosting another episode of Blue Mafia. Bills lovers everywhere. You know, you know the drill. We're going to go over the weekly Bills matchup, and then we will do the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. It's week 18. What are you doing? Saturday, 4.30. We got games. Let's go. As you know, the Bills are taking on the New Jersey Jets this Sunday out at the Cap, the Ralph, Rich, Hallmark, Highmark. All the best things occur on a Sunday in Buffalo. And as we know, I was actually in Oklahoma City when we took on the New York Jets the first time around, so I wasn't able to see the game. But clearly we handled them pretty well in New Jersey. Uh, They are on a little bit of a hot streak, however, so stay tuned because we're going to talk a little bit about what we need to do as a franchise to avoid limping into the playoffs with a black eye, like an ugly loss to the New Jersey Jets. So I'm going to go over the five things to watch for this Sunday when we face the Jets. Go over a couple things, what I think we need to do to win. Even though it should be a decisive victory, we see how every Sunday in the NFL we have parity. So we'll go through that stuff, and as you know, we'll get on the back end there. And then we'll do the top five quarterback matchups around the league, the implications. And by the way, uh, I watched the newest season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Shout out Dennis Reynolds, implications. The new season is so funny. First episode, uh, 2020 in review, was one of the funniest things I've ever watched. Uh, Just an odd, cathartic release of comic relief. So what do we got here? Shout out. Before we get into it, I want to thank older brother Reisky right here, old school. Back in the day, he got me this Phil Rivers throwback edition San Diego Chargers jersey. This was while Breeze was still in town. and We did not know that Phil Rivers would never win a Super Bowl, but awesome, awesome quarterback, awesome leader. And we're donning it because it is... Reisky's 45th birthday tomorrow. Shout out. 45. DT. Uh. So, now that we got that out of the way, Herbie Hancock might break this guy's record, and we're going to talk about that over on the implications. But first, New Jersey Jets. A couple things. I wanted to just touch on five big things to watch this Sunday. One, Tremaine Edmonds, Robert Salah, 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 Robert Salah, the militaristic leader of the New Jersey Jets, has had a little bit of a rough ride for his first season, but it does seem like the Jets are getting into some form of, okay, this is who we're going to be. This is who we want to be. The quarterback is growing a little bit of hair on his nuts or chin, whatever you want to say to be politically correct. But the quarterback is growing up a little bit. He is showing not only signs of the flash, but 
also a little bit of the things, the boring stuff, as Trent Dilfer likes to say, the NFL quarterback stuff that isn't always the sizzle and the flash. Tremaine Edmonds was in the Twitterverse this week, and as Bills fans consistently find something new to complain about, he seems to be the newest addition to the uh, critic criticize the great you know when a guy gets to be great it seems as though then they're expected to do things at a level that is all time great I personally have always had a little bit of an issue with some of the things Tremaine Edmonds does on defense one mainly being I don't know how a guy his size, with his speed, with his horsepower, doesn't lay the lumber. I've said this before, here, there, everywhere. I just want to see him lay the fucking lumber once in a while. Because that's what wins you games. Now, that being said, I've always been a little bit critical of his lumber laying ability. Not necessarily ability, but more desire and... It's a different football game than I played. I'm 32 now, and it's a different football game now. I might be 33. I'll have to check that. We'll have production check on that. Age is just a number, and when you're living in a pandemic, you can celebrate your birthday whenever you want. Tomorrow's my big bro's birthday. Number two. So I want you to watch Tremaine Edmonds because Robert Salah had a lot of good things to say about him leading up to this game. But as we know, sometimes when things are said good about someone, it's like, okay, that's great. But we're also going to attack that because this is who we're really focusing on. This is who we're keying on. So because of the things that Salah said that were good about Edmonds, and because of some of the things that you're seeing on Twitter potentially about Edmonds, take a look at him. Because my only critique on him is laying the lumber. Because otherwise, the guy is literally on every play. He's an absolute monster. The other team has to game plan around him all day long. He may not bring the noise in the hole. But he's consistently re uh re-engaging and realigning the runner where the runner wants to go he may not make every stuff but he's making that runner go where he needs to go and he's playing them into the hands of Leslie Frazier's Ben but don't break defense so keep your eye on Edmonds this would be a good a good game to do a little bit of extra film study as we should be winning this game but sort of a young opponent young quarterback let's see what Edmonds does the young kids getting uh you know, some confidence, some hair on the figurative chin. What's Edmonds going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Number two, I want you to watch Harrison Phillips. Number 99 for the Buffalo Bills. Just a guy that slowly for me has become more and more of a guy to watch because, again, high motor, he's there. He's there in every play. The, the defense has rotated the defensive line quite a bit throughout the year, and I've, you know, I haven't loved it at some points, 
haven't loved the the combinations, but that's what the regular season is for, is testing out those combinations to see what combinations you want to go with in the playoffs when it really matters. But Harrison Phillips has been doing a lot of good things, in my opinion, and that's the stuff that's contagious when you see a guy just going balls to the wall all game long, leading by example, being a leader, and being an unsung hero. Uh, I had seen Howard Simon sort of asking about who the unsung hero should be, um, and Harrison Phillips is definitely a guy for me personally. Number three, I'm hoping to see my guy, Davis Webb. Hopefully... Now, there's some things between the Bengals and the Browns and some seeding. You can go look it up on your own. But I'm personally okay with just letting Allen play about one or two series and then getting either Mitch or Davis Webb in. Because Mitch, who knows how long he's going to be around. He might want to you know, try to go start somewhere. But we're seeing some social media activity of Davis Webb and, and Josh Allen. You can really see how good of a relationship they've developed. And I have been a huge fan of Webb since his Texas Tech days, since his Cale days, one of the prettiest deep balls you will ever see. Go watch the tape in college. That mother, that thing went up in a perfect spiral, come back down, and I swear that nobody's going to tell me that Davis Webb has not helped Josh Allen's accuracy. So I'm hoping to see my guy D. Webb get on the field maybe get some reps and if not we'll see Mitch hopefully a little bit early also unsung hero behind the scenes off the field I've talked a lot about Ken Dorsey talked about Davis Webb just want to give another little attaboy to Chad Hall undersized wide receiver great coach you see his energy look if look for him on the sidelines he's got the hair coming out of the back uh just a really really cool guy to have around you can tell and once again you find these things as to why we are good why the bills are the fourth seed in the playoffs and why we are looking trajectory wise out and seeing how good we can be is because there's a lot of good things behind the scenes chad hall being one of them now number four i want to see the bills say F the Jets, regardless of the status of this game, whether it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth stringer in there, this is a divisional matchup. This is an AFC matchup. We are finishing strong. We are not going to lose this game. I don't care if I have my punter playing quarterback. We're not losing to the Jets on Sunday. I don't give up beep if it is meaningless to seeding. Just want to get out of there safely. And and that being said, number five, let's all say a couple prayers that we make it out of this one safely because I have a feeling it's going to get a little bit rough and rowdy. This is not going to be a blowout. Now, chaining Josh Allen's ankle to the bench to make sure that he doesn't go out on the field, that may be difficult. But if we can massage it, we can make it feel like he's going to kind of do one for Davis or do one for Mitch where he's going to kind of be the guy on the sideline and rah-rah and help out and be a coach on the field. That's fine. But we need him safe. So you can catch my final game prediction tomorrow morning, Sunday morning on BlueMafia.com Also shout out Maddie Hall thank you for the first official guest host 
on Blue Mafia. It's the first of many. I know that in the future we're going to keep building this thing just to keep people finding the love, finding the, the light. Because that's what it's all about, baby. Why are you a fan of the game? Why are you a fan of football? Why are you a fan of watching podcasts or talking shit about sports? It's all it's all love, baby. It's all gravy, baby. Randy Moss. Just chuck it up. End zone, baby. Let's go. Part two. Implications. We're going to get in and out of here quick because Baby Doll is going to be back from the bank. Honey Baby Rayleigh Doll, my fiance. She's going to be getting back from the bank and I'm in the home stewed and the cats are locked in the bedroom alone and I don't want them to shit on the bed and I don't want them to have a hard time. So we're going to get you in and out of here in about five minutes here. Implications. Next week we're going to do a special extended implications where I'm going to break down each playoff game because why the beep not, right? We have... Only a few weeks left of this 2021 football season. So we got to finish strong here, babies. We've got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Dak, along with whoever's going to play backup. Always a mystery. Always strange. Always some guy off the street that they just pulled in out of an old cowboy bar. Versus divisional foe, Jalen Hurts, along with a backup tag team Gardner Minshew possibly both teams allegedly according to some things I watched on television today are going to be kind of getting their starting quarterbacks out early which is again talked about that with JA17 but Dak and Jalen apparently going to be getting out of the game early but I'm interested to see once again similarly to the Bills Jets game how this game is going to pan out being a divisional game NFC East bad blood Shout out WNY, Western New York, Sirianni. I remember back in the day, Southwestern was coached by Sirianni's brother. They were always sweet. Chris Stoddard, quarterback, Southwestern, one of the funnest guys I've ever watched play. He was about my age, I think. Uh, I think he went on to play golf in college, but great athlete, great, great gutsy quarterback here in the Western New York Section 6 area. Shout out Sirianni, Southwestern, Stoddard. Watched the tape of a battle between East Aurora and Southwestern from a few years ago. May have been Lackawanna Southwestern. Either way, moving on. Who do we got in that one? I don't really care. It's the NFC East, but if you go back, I still think I can smell a Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl. Number two, Chiefs versus Broncos. The Chiefs want this dub they play today 430 they want this dub patty mahomes he he's not getting the love that he once was and now it's like oh was he a flash in the pan is he going to be able to continue playing this sort of pickup style football long after andy reed or will he slowly kind of you know settle into the sediment of a 400 million dollar contract Taking on the Broncos with Drew E. Lockwater, Drew Locke, playing for his future. I kind of like Drew Locke. He's got a little bit of guts. It would be interesting to see him come out and have a good game today. They've got some guys, you know, Fant with his dark visor, you know. Uh, Judy, Jerry Judy, good athlete. What can we do? What can we do, Broncos? Let's see something. 
Let's see something. Let's see some heart. I got the Chiefs, though. Number three, big one, Colts-Jags. Colts have not won in Jacksonville, allegedly, according to everybody, in several years. This should be a blowout. But, hey, Trevor, let's go, baby. This is it. This is the game. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying, guys, look, this year has been a fucking joke. <laughs> Urban Meyer, ETN tore his freaking foot off his you know, leg in the training camp. I'm throwing to guys that haven't started in the league for a few years. Marvin Jones, LaVisca, Chenault. Good athlete. Still don't know what happened to the, the kid from LSU there. Like that kid. Uh, DJ Chark. Oh, no. he's a, Yeah, DJ Chark. Where is he? Anyways, I think he got injured. But anyways, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying this is the game that we knock these guys out and we go in to this offseason on a leg up. Some, some, just one little win for Trevor. He deserves it. And honestly, I don't think that Carson Wentz does deserve it because I think if you switch these teams and you put Carson Wentz on the Jaguars and you put Trevor Lawrence on the Colts, this Colts team might be, you know, a number one, number two seed. And it's sad, but... Lawrence will find his his way. I did say, though, a few years ago, in a couple of interviews with Trevor Lawrence, he almost seems like a guy that if he doesn't end up getting sort of trapped into a 25-year career like a Tom Brady-type career in a franchise with an owner that someone's going to really stretch his value for a long time, unfortunately could maybe see Trevor Lawrence just going home and being the chill-ass surfer dude you know, he's not a surfer, I don't think. But you know what I'm saying. He might just go home and kick it and coach kids and have, you know, a life. He might not want this. So keep your eye on Trevor Lawrence. But I hope that he brings a fight to the Colts this week at home. And come on, Jags fans, show up for this one. It means something. Speaking of meaning something, Aaron Rodgers he doesn't make the list today, but he's going to start against the Lions. They're going to try and, like, really care about this Lions game. That seems stupid. Oh, no. I think Love is playing. Love is playing. But on the other side, Cooper Cup. This one counts. 49ers, Rams. The two coaches, the young guys... Kyle Shanahan with a limping quarterback position once again. Jimmy G, come on, or Trey Lance. The Shanahan thing does seem to work pretty well, but it also seems to not need or want a star quarterback calling the shots. Now, on the other side, we see the Rams with Sean McVay realizing, well, this can get a little bit easier if I've got a superstar quarterback. And Cooper Cup can break the record. The triple crown he already has. But I think he needs like 11 catches for like 140 or something to basically break every receiving record. And now, quickly on Cup, incredible player. 
there's a reason he's always open. Go into the chalk talks, listen to what he talks about. You've seen him in interviews talking about how he goes into the zone and, you know, this this guy dropped out, so I, you know, I stuck in there. That's football. That's creativity. That's evolution. Despite me not liking Sean McVay very much, I have started to come around on this Rams team. I'm rooting for the Rams in that one. Just because I'm sick of Jimmy G. And I'm sick of the flat brims of Kyle Shanny. And lastly, the pit boss, Rich Versaccia, or whatever, from Las Vegas. I have hated Derek Carr for like five years. And I might be rooting for him to beat Justin Herbert. I've got the old San Diego jersey on. I love Brandon Staley. I kind of like Herbert, even though I think he kind of plays like he's got stinky breath. He always looks like this. Whatever. Let's go, Derek Carr. Bring it home. Bring it home for your broski. That's what we do here on Blue Mafia. We bring it home for our broskis. So happy birthday to big broski Ryski. Enjoy the game tomorrow. It's the last week. Next week, we're going to do a full playoff bracket implications. We're going to predict the bracket, and we'll break down the Bills opponent as we do every week. So thank you for listening, guys. I will get this up. We got games at 430. I appreciate everybody listening. Remember, check out the BlueMafia.com pregame dump tomorrow morning before the game and the postgame checkdown. Sorry, postgame wrap-up. We'll cut the tape, cut the tape off the inches, and get into it. I don't really do the hump day check down that much anymore, but I probably will for the playoffs. Uh, so we do expect the hump day check down on Wednesday once we find out our opinion. I will break down the opponent. So thank you for listening, everybody. I love you guys. Go Bills. Be good out there. Tell somebody you love them. See ya.